That's the podcast, Coach, for September 23rd, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. I can't move as good this week. (laughs) It's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions live. I'm Dave Jackson, who threw out his back throwing a suitcase into an Uber yesterday uh, from the school of podcasting.com. And uh, joining me right over there, whose back isn't hurt? Um, and he's, you know, as fly as ever. Isn't it fun when old white guys use phrases that they just have no. Yeah. yeah uh, the one and only Jim Cullison from the average guy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. It's always good to not have a. I, listen, I, I I don't have a lot of back problems, but sometimes the neck gets out of out of whack. Got to go visit the chiropractor. It takes. It's not fun. Like for people in chronic pain, uh, it's the worst thing ever. And and I don't have. I mean, it's it's really hard. So let's here's here's hoping your back gets better because it's just not fun working with that kind of pain. Yeah, it's um, and I've thrown out my back. I remember once I bent over to pick up a guitar pick. So it's not even like the weight thing. It just every now and then you just move the wrong way and you're like, wait, what? So it's not fun. But uh, we, uh, but you know what might make it feel better? A little coffee. A little coffee. That's right. Uh, that one right there. There we go. And that is brought to you by our good friend, Mark, over at podcastbranding.co. Um, if you want to check him out, here's the cool thing about Mark is number one, He's a podcaster, and he's an award-winning graphic artist. He's done great work. He's uh, been featured at PodFest, and obviously on this show, David Hooper on Build a, a Big Podcast. He's been interviewed. So he's a podcaster, and he's an award-winning graphic artist. Uh, he's just does fabulous work. I know every time I see something, I'm like, I wonder if that was Mark, because it looks really, really good. And he's going to take that extra time to do things like on Ask the Podcast Coach in the School of Podcasting. I just said, hey, I'm looking for like a a school shield. And he came up with one that has a microphone and headphones and things like that. So it really fit exactly what I was looking for. And you're just not going to get that from a guy on Fiverr. So when you want to look good, because, you know, they're going to see you way before they hear you, go over to mark at podcastbranding.co and tell them Dave and Jim sent you. Of course, big thanks to our good friend, Dan Lefebvre, over there at Based on a True Story at BasedOnATrueStoryPodcast.com. This week, he's covering, uh, he's got a couple ones, uh, Patty Hearst, Chaplin, Token, and Turn. So if you're looking for, those are movies, if you want to see, are are they based on a true story? How much? What's the, what's kind of the history behind them? Check it out, BasedOnATrueStoryPodcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. And the fabulous mug. Like this mug has been, I I use this thing. Oh, there we go. I use this thing for for everything. Underestimated the power of having a good of having a good thermal mug around. Because it works for both hot and cold drinks. So in the summer, take it, pour a cold beverage of your choice into it. It stays cold. It's pretty great. If you add ice, it stays cold even longer. So anyway, Stan, thanks for your sponsorship. Uh, one thing we should mention, hey, Jason Bryant is in the chat room. Whoa, he's in the country. Maybe. But, well, he's not. That's the, that's the fun oh. thing. Um, Where's he coming in? He's coming from, there we go, uh, Belgrade, Serbia. Oh, okay. So there's something you don't say every day. Welcome to yeah. 
to Belgrade, Syria. I'm back it's from afternoon, um, yeah afternoon. No, I was in Bentonville, Arkansas this week for the uh, Arccast, hence the T-shirt. And uh, man, a lot of really good people. It's uh, it's a, this is only their second year, so it, they're still around 80, 100 people, something like that. But uh, a really good group, and and a lot of people in there are doing things very much for Bentonville, Arkansas, like super duper local stuff. And the um, the first night was at the uh, library, which I they their library you can check out recording equipment. I was like, how cool is that? They have a room, but you could also, I guess, check it out. Uh, that was something I'd not heard of. I've heard of libraries having recording rooms now. That's cool. And then the second night was like at a little baby house of blues, which was cool. Some little local theater that had a big old stage and that whole nine yards. So it was a lot of fun. Met some really cool people. And um, it is the home of Walmart. So I saw what I thought was a Walmart and it was a Walmart fulfillment center. And it was ginormous. I was like, holy, it just kept going and going. I was like, oh, yeah. And that's when you look at the uh, the map and Bentonville, Arkansas is kind of smack dab in the middle of the, the U.S. So, uh, so hello to anyone who happened to be listening today from Bentonville. It was great meeting you guys. And on the way back, I was reading a book called Listenable. And I will behind the scenes here, look up uh, who the heck wrote. It's actually a good book. It's from some guy in uh, Atlanta, and there's just a lot of, it's kind of weird. Like you say, it's a good book if you believe everything or, or uh, Burt Weiss is the guy's name. And it's weird. I think it's a good book because I agree with everything he kind of says in the book. Uh, nothing outside that I go, yeah, that's not correct. Or he's not saying anything funny. Like, you know, there've been problems with podcasting since, you know, two thousand or 1999 or something like that. You're like, yeah, that guy has no, uh, the things, but one of the things he said, and I wanted to ask you, Jim, about this is there are two things he really, really beats on number one. And this is where I was like, man, if I ever have this guy as a guest, he's going to kill me. Cause he talks about in great detail, how you need to outsource your stuff. Like if you're, if your skill is not editing, why are you editing? And like, he just like literally like three pages of like, you need to outsource this way you can spend your time promoting and blah, blah, blah. So that was one. And then the other one he really beat on was never take a break. And I'm kind of of that school, but I also say, unless it's, you know, ruining your mental health and things like that. And I'm like, I know Jim for a while there, you were having, you know, you're switching some things around and, and, you know, occasionally you'd be like, Hey, you know what? I took a break. And in some cases, I don't think those are even planned. You just kind of wake up and you're like, you know, I got nothing. We're not going to do. We're not going to force something, which I think is actually better. Uh, but it wasn't like a, a planned thing. So my question, without getting into your numbers, but like, has has it made a drastic effect by taking a break? No, <laughs> it hasn't <laughs> at all, which, which is kind of crazy. Now, listen, I think if you've got a bigger show, you got bigger numbers, Anytime you do anything like that and things move, the percentages get higher because you just have more numbers. It's just math, right? At that point. Right. So it can that in, in it's, you know, if I had 10,000 listeners and I had a, and I had dropped by 500, right. That, that seems a lot, but you know, if I had a hundred and it dropped five, well, okay. You think let's just five. Well, it's the, I yeah. mean, the, I don't, I don't know if the math's exactly right there, but you know what I'm saying? Right. It doesn't seem as bad. So, um, but no, I haven't had much in, in, 
actually, my listeners send me emails. This is on the Home Gadget Geek site. Well, we've mm. actually taken breaks on both the Gallup and the Home Gadget Geek site. And my listeners actually send me notes saying, thank you for taking a break. Mm. I needed to catch up. Like I was behind. They can't listen to it every single week. And and some of them want to listen to all of them. So when you give them a break, you give them a chance to kind of catch up. So yeah. instead of it working that way, the the more engaged listeners were like, thanks for you know, thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. And they understand it. Listen, what I don't do is apologize when I come back a right. thousand times. Sorry, sorry, I was gone. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, I was gone. Sorry. Most yeah. people don't even care. They're like, oh, you were gone. I didn't even notice. <laughs> you were right? gone. Kind of thing. <laughs> you know, and that you feel bad. You think, listen, because it's you, you think everyone is tracking you like you track you. And they just, I'm sorry to say, they just don't care that much. Now, you have a few who are who who are like that. They have a few who are hyper into you. They just it's just the way right. it works. You attract a few that are really going to track every movement, right? That you do, but most of them have they don't have a clue. So so stop apologizing when you do those kinds of things. We've been off for three weeks, you know. Yeah, no, don't 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 do that. Just say hey, we're we're back. Let's do this thing. Yeah, because you, know, you got to keep yeah. in mind. And, and first of all, I I appreciate the fact that you you feel. I don't know if remorse is the right word. I guess if you're apologizing, yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah. you want to deliver, but you can't all the time. So, and think about the person three months from now that finds that episode and you spend five minutes going, I'm so sorry, grandma died again and the cat ate my homework and, you know, whatever other, you know, it's like, yeah. And if you want to do that, if you really, really, really need to do that, just do it at the end of the show. It is not a good first impression to, uh, just sit there and go, I'm so sorry. I meant to do it. And then the, you know, the dog ate my cat and the cat ate the homework. And yeah. So hey, you spent five minutes, uh, you know, apologizing for the yeah. thing. And I know you feel bad, but they're not that, you know, in most cases, they're not like, oh, what I didn't pay for, you didn't deliver. <laughs> they just, they don't do that. You know, it, it Gallup, the flagship show uh, that we have um, this summer, we, we just got really inconsistent. Yeah. And, uh, and at one point I took five weeks off on that thing. Five weeks. Mm -hmm. We didn't post an episode and I probably should have just recycled some content and threw it in there. But that, and that's those, that show gets some good numbers and I didn't get one. Not one person said, Hey, wh where's the new show? We haven't heard a new show in a while. You know, eh, good or bad. That might be bad. I don't know, yeah. but I, I don't think it's as big of a deal. I think it's, Dave, I think it's more important that if you're feeling a little toasty on this thing, that you take a week off and just come back than to push through and be consistent. However, however, I do think a consistent inconsistency will weigh on your listeners after time and some of them may drop, right? I do think to, to what was, what was his name? The, the author of the, Oh, his the book? name is, uh, Bert. And Ernie. No, that's not it. Come on, <laughs> Mouse. Um, uh, Bert well, Weiss. I, well, Bert. So I do agree with Bert. I mean, I think you have you get you give yourself a better chance if you are consistent. I it yeah. I think it goes without saying. I, I would um, I would agree with it that consistency is important and people appreciate that. So I just wouldn't if for the time you're going to get inconsistent, don't worry about it so much. Yeah. But work hard at being consistent. That makes sense. Yeah. One of the things I, I always point out now that so many people pick their podcast schedule and then try to squeeze it into their life. 
And I think the better thing to do is look at your life schedule and say, can I squeeze, you know, I just spent 15 hours doing an episode. Do I have 15 hours a week to do a podcast? And if you go, uh, no, well, then you're not doing a weekly show. You're doing, or you're going to make it shorter or something. But when you try to squeeze your life into your podcast, that's backwards. You want to squeeze your podcast into your your life because you kind of need your life. And uh, I, I get that. And, you know, if you are going to take a break, I always say, if you can remember, you know, let people know, hey, I'm taking a break. I'll be back whenever. And if you can be specific, that's fine. And then do exactly what Jim said. Hey, if you're looking for an episode and you're, you know, somewhat new to the show and uh, then please, you know, go back and listen to the old episode and then even maybe even give one like, hey, here's, you know, we talked about such and such and at this time and, uh, you know, go uh, send them to the back catalog. Maybe you'll get some downloads. Maybe you'll get some followers that way. Um, yeah, I just I just took another episode, Dave, and threw it in I, a past episode yeah. from last year. We it, it, we gone four or five weeks. And I was like, oh, I, I got to get a good price. I got to get something out there. Yeah. So I threw a new one out there, and not new. I'm sorry. I threw and, a recycled one out there, and I I got more feedback on the recycled one than I had gotten on it when it was originally published. And people are like, mm. oh, that was a really good one, you know. And I'm like, you know, I didn't say, you know, that's a year old, right? right. But uh, so good that it had been, there had been a follow-up that we had done to that episode a year ago. So I published the follow-up to it right after it so that the two would be together. Mm. And we got a lot of good feedback on it. So my, my, listen, one of my managers long ago said he, he really is into reusing that kind of content. And I, do, I probably don't do it enough, just to be honest. I don't have that kind of following. And it's not like uh, I've, I run a serial type not serial the 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 brand right. of, you know the the serial the podcast but serial content that i couldn't you know uh it, when you're running that kind of content recycling those programs get to be a little bit of an issue because they get out of order and they you know some yeah. of the, some of those kinds of things so yeah um not not captain crunch or or if you're old you not know, that kind of cereal. Grape nuts. Sergeant Crunch. I remember him way back. Would you would you name it Grape Nuts in 2023? No, like, would that be a thing? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't not think so. Uh, Coach probably Dave not. says, what I noticed about taking a long break, my own rhythm and skills are better when I do weekly reps. Uh, I'm coming back after COVID uh, break, ended my last show, and I'm brushing off some of the rust. Yeah, that's, well, we've seen that here where I'll be like, wait, what's the button to click the thing? And uh, Coach Dave says, hey, post that affiliate link to the book. I did post it in the chat. I'm assuming that went out to the YouTubes, you know. Um, if not, if you are listening to this later at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash 454, I will uh, put a link to that, and that'll be a fun way to support the show. So, but, uh, yeah, I I have a couple. Well, I know the uh, the podcast rodeo show on occasion. I just forget about it. All of a sudden, I'm like, hey, I, I didn't put on an episode last week. So that that is never really deeply affected. But again, that's kind of a small show. Um, I have one, and most of these are test shows. That's the thing. I have one called um, uh, Podcasting Resources that I, I keep trying to do consistent. I'll batch a bunch, and then I'll have like five episodes go out one a week, and then I'll forget about it. And look, I'm like, oh, man, I haven't done a show in like a month and a half. So, but that's not one I really you know, care too much about, uh, yeah. DR said, if they rebranded today, grape nuts would just be called Toothbreaker, <laughs> which sounds like a great name for a band. 
how did that ever become a cereal? <laughs> like, uh, <what? laughs> oh man, can we dust off some Will Gibbons uh, references? Hi, I'm Will Gibbons. I will eat this pine cone. And it's like some weirdo out in the woods. Yeah. Oh my god. But it was natural and good for you or something. It was, you know, I don't it was know. The 70s. It was that's the 70s. What it was. Yeah, it was that's the what 70s. It was. <laughs> my <laughs> art, man. My <laughs> art. <laughs> well, the other thing that came up a lot today when I was out in the the different uh clubs and such was this one. Uh everybody wants to join a network. I don't know why, but he says uh my small podcast is having a meeting with a big ish podcast network soon any advice on advocating for ourselves we are a full we are fully a hobby podcast that had no meaningful plan for growth every website with advice we looked at had the subtext of podcasts or a super saturated market that's not entirely true by the way we'll, we'll talk about that a little later don't do it bro and we kind of took it to heart uh we did well, wait a minute if it's a saturated market wouldn't you want something to help boost anyway we did what we felt like, and we would post full two-hour episodes of just the most niche BS, and somehow we did okay. We beat Un? Okay, that's what it says. And I guess that's a podcast, A-U-H-H-H-N-N-N, Un, and Johnny Knoxville's podcast in the charts a couple of times, so that's neat. Yeah, just because you're a celebrity does not mean you're going to race up the charts. Uh, we, we released our first episode in January. And what I would describe as a well-established second-tier podcast network that is appropriate for our niche has approached us and wants us to talk turkey. I emphasize we are an unambitious hobby podcast. In other words, they're doing it for fun. Not to humble brag, but just to make clear, we have no idea what we're doing. Uh, that's a humble brag? Um, what kind of stuff do I need to be wary of? What do I need to ask? Uh, things I've already read from some Googling. What kind of creative freedom will be? will we be giving up? What will be the network's cut? Can we get out of it if it's not working out? Will we retain our IP? These are all good, by the way. We will have a right to turn down ads that we find unethical, like supplements with dubious health claims. What else? Uh, there's one I'm going to bring up here in a second. Also, any accounts of anyone else that has gone through this would be greatly appreciated. So what I would do, especially if you guys heard, there's a bunch of, uh, I would look for a clause that says, what happens if you don't pay me? Because there is, um, there was a network that basically uh, Theo Vaughn, who's a comedian, uh, basically was saying he had been paid for six months, and I forget the name of it now, the network. But there's a there's a guy named Coffeezilla on YouTube that did a like he's an actual journalist journalist, and four million dollars has kind of just evaporated on this network. Meanwhile, the owner of the network bought a $1.7 million house and transferred it to some nonprofit account, which sure makes it look like he's trying to hide it from a bankruptcy. Not saying that's what he's doing. Um, Cast Media, yeah, is the uh, the network. So I would look into that. Everything else. The other thing, because I saw somebody on Reddit was asking about Glassbox Media, and I know Scott Johnson's on uh, from What Was That Like? He's on that one. And Gary Arndt is on Glassbot. Like, go say who's on your network and then go talk to those people and go, did this help your, your show grow? I would not pay to be on a network because I've seen, I was approached by somebody and they said, hey, there's this new thing we're starting. 
you can cross promote each other. Um, you can find guests, uh, and, and a list of other things that I went, uh, I, I can do all those for free. And this yeah. was like a, a, a thing where it was, you know, as one of the founding members of this new thing, you can join for, and I think I want to say it was like 500 bucks. And I was like, no. Uh, and by that, I mean, no, I don't see anything that you're giving me that I can't do myself for free. So that's the other thing. Cause sometimes I, I get it that, like uh, I know Jordan has said, one of the things he liked about being on podcast one is it got him access to people like uh, mm-hmm, the famous comedian guy, he, Adam Carolla. Carolla. Yeah. He got access to Adam Carolla and a couple other things. So I, I knew Adam was in there somewhere. Um, so, you know, that was, there are, I'm not saying all networks are bad. I'm just saying be real careful and, and especially look for how do I get out of this if it goes bad? And you should have talked to somebody to know it's good before getting into something bad. But uh, Chris Nessie says, Hey, as someone who runs a network, here's my advice. Don't tell them you want to join because you want to reach more people. Consider what value your podcast will bring to the network. Yeah. Everybody thinks that being on a network is going to make you like ginormous. And Eric Newsom in the book, make noise has a great quote. He says, networks don't make small shows big. They make big shows bigger Hmm. because networks want shows with big audiences, especially if the goal is advertising and things like that, that, um, you know, they want big shows so that they don't want little teeny ones that they have to work on. So it's kind of like if you're a musician or an actor or somebody who needs an agent or a manager, you got to have something to manage before you get a manager. Otherwise you're just wasting your money. Uh, Shotgun Willie says podcast one purchased cast media that they kind of, that's kind of like a fire sale, like get them before. And it's, I just heard, uh, I think it was James Cridlin. Yeah. On pod news weekly said, uh, they, there was an interview with, uh, I think it was, um, a cast. And some of these companies are buying because what's happened is with networks in some networks, we should say is, their thought was, I mean, Spotify was great at this. We're going to give Harry and Megan insane amounts of money for this. And then when their, their audience does not, you know, fit the bill here that's needed, like they're going to sell this much sponsorship on that show because they expect it to be huge. And when it's not huge, that's a problem. And so the goal then to grow the network is to get another big name in here that will bring in lots of numbers and we'll sell ads on that. So what do they do? They take more guaranteed money, throw it in a big name. Hello, Bruce Springsteen and Obama that doesn't perform well. And all of a sudden you keep throwing out millions of dollars and none of these are becoming a giant hit that you can run lots of ads on. I know Libsyn, uh, I was talking to Rob about this. I, I believe I can talk about this because, but I won't mention names, but there are shows that have gotten huge amounts of money. And Rob was like, yeah, he goes, there's no way whatever, you know, network bought them is going to make any money back because it's way too much guaranteed money up front. And then they all assume that everything's just going to grow at this enormous fast rate. And then when it doesn't, they're like, yeah, you're losing money. And when you lose money, it's hard to stay in business. And in general, you want to turn a profit. And so 
in the case of uh, Acast, they, it just sounds like they, that's what they were doing. That the the CoffeeZilla guy, it just sounds like they were taking one one the money that was supposed to be guaranteed given to Podcaster A was given to Podcaster B, so they would come on, and then Podcaster B wouldn't get his money because they they took his guaranteed money and paid you know podcaster C and it just are yeah. you describing a pyramid a pyramid Ponzi it sure, Ponzi? It sure Ponzi? sounds that, like it yeah is that, what that is that what's, yeah. what's going on there yeah so it's uh yeah. DR has a question and what does joining a network actually mean does it mean you'll make money does it mean not if you're Theo Vaughn apparently does it mean that they will do all <laughs> the post production in some cases Oh, and that's one of the things you have to figure out. Like, what does this mean? Because yeah. in yeah. the case of guaranteed money, it's that. Like, you will get X amount of money every month based on, you know, I guess as long as you put out stuff. Chris says on his network, I run my own network, I think, very differently than any other networks. Yeah, because there are different types of networks. There are ones where they get like-minded shows and then try to get sponsors. So. You know, all the shows are about Star Trek. So they get a sponsor that wants to get in front of the the nerds. You know, it's all about uh, football. So it's a very sports-oriented audience. So they'll try to get sponsors for that. And then the one I recommend, because those are, a, uh, especially if you want to start your own, those are a nightmare. Uh, the one I recommend is free, and you get like-minded shows that then cross-promote each other. That, to me, I think is more probably valuable than the you know, 0. 0.005 cents, you're going to get a download or whatever, but it's a thought. Uh, Dave says networks could have you shut down your show temporarily. If the network official rewatch, etc. When it when wait, wait, hold on a second. Networks could have you shut down your show temporarily. If the network is official. Oh, uh, when it went into solidarity to the actors. Okay. I am. Yes. If you're a part of it, in other words, if you're a part of a network that is adhering to the, what's going on with the, with the writer's guild and you're part of, you've got that agreement in there. Maybe you need to adhere to that. I don't I think that's what he's saying there. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, okay. But so Dave, but this, what this all means though, as we think about a network is you better be very, very clear what you're getting into. If you're joining a network, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I don't, I'm not going to say the network is dead, but I, I don't hear about or see as many networks forming. I mean, they were real popular oh, yeah. for a while and then they've kind of waned. I don't, and I'm sure there are, I'm not saying there's none. I just feel like that, that trend is kind of waning at the moment. And uh, so based on what you're trying to do, if you, if you, you know, just be very, very clear what you're getting yourself into if you're if you're going to do something inside of a network. Yeah, Uncle Marv says I left the network because they weren't publishing the shows timely, more than a week behind. We lost shows because the owner wouldn't pay for more web space. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I just again I say, yeah. is there something they're really giving you that you can't do yourself? Now, if they're doing production and things like that, okay, but you know it's um. Well, and I think I think most network owners go into this thinking they're going to make money off of it right yeah. away. So they're if I go in here and I can consult, I'm good at advertising. So I'm going to bring these shows in. I'm going to work the advertising stuff for them. Yeah. I'm going to do some things, and then 
you know, they do it for six months and it, it's only, all it is is money going out and no, there's no um, money coming back. Right. And they start thinking, well, this isn't worth it. Well, I mean, this is, we missed the point that anytime you're starting a new initiative or a new business or something like this, you're going to be cash poor for a while because it, it, there's a lot of operating expenses and you've brought all these people onto the network who are expecting investments into the network, right? Whether it's Uncle Marv saying like, hey, they needed more uh, network space or, you know, what what have you. And these these owners get real greedy right away. And you're like, well... You know, you're probably looking uh, at, at a short time period where you're going to be investing more than you're going to be getting back. And, and I think if you can do it that way, you got a better chance at this thing. But so often we, it, listen, it's solo podcasters do this all the time. They get into this in the first year. You're like, all I'm doing is spending money. Yeah. Welcome to any small business. Yeah. Like you, you, you spend more, more money goes out. It's almost always a cash poor situation you got to outlive the you know you, your your capital needs to outlive your expenditures kind of thing we we don't a lot of people just don't get that they think like on month 1 i should at least see some kind of positive cash flow eh, probably not you're probably not going to see that for a while so buckle up if you're doing this as a business or even a hobby that's going to make a little bit of money yeah. buckle up it's going to be a while before you see a positive cash flow. Yeah, you need an audience first. Uh, the last episode uh, I did of the School yeah. of Podcasting was all about crowdfunding. And this is where I want to hand out my Dave Jackson Dream Crusher business card cuz from my, you know, travels and talking to people, it's 3%, 5% if you're amazing, more likely 1 to 2% of your audience is going to chip in and you know, that's just the way it is. And everybody's thinking, if I could get 50%, you know, but the, it's so if you're only going to get 3%, that means you have to have a bigger audience to have that be a sizable chunk of people. And so it is what it is, but uh, yeah. And I was listening to um, Adam Curry was talking about the whole Russell Branson thing. I think that's the guy's name, right? Russ Brand. Russell, the, no, Brand. Russell, R- Russell. Yeah. But he's, um, He's a comedian that's very outspoken and, and he's on rumble cause he's been kicked off YouTube and it's brand, it's brand. It's Russell brand, well, Russell brand. There we go. And was saying Adam, like one of his Adam isms, if there's one is you can't, you cannot monetize the network because if the goal is to get a bunch of sponsors to sponsor the network, he goes, first of all, everybody like the top three to five shows, are going to make the most money. He goes, so the, the bottom five to 10 shows are going to go, how come they're getting all the exposure? And he goes, you just get endless infighting in the network. And he goes, and then if somebody says booger and they don't like it there, he played a, a clip from the Washington post and there's some guy, Dave, something, something. And he's apparently um, kind of a machismo men or men. And we, we eat tree bark and we're manly men kind of thing. So of course that's going to push people's buttons. And a writer from the Washington post went after, he was doing this festival pizza fest to raise money for um, pizzerias that were hurting because of the pandemic, I guess. And this Washington post writer was going after him because she didn't agree with his opinion. And he called her and he said, Hey, I got this thing where you sent letters to my sponsor saying, why are you sponsoring this, you know, guy who, and I forget the, there was some fancy, you know, 50 cent word for 
whatever, you know, manly man is. And uh, she goes, oh, I didn't send anything. He goes, would you like me to read it to you? And he, and she's like, oh, well, that's not the, uh, so it was interesting, but she was literally going after his sponsors. And this is a reporter. And Adam was saying what they'll do sometimes is they will finally call the person they're getting ready to throw under the bus and say, we need a statement. Oh, by the way, we're going live in an hour. And he goes, he goes, trust me, I've worked in the media. That's the way it works. But he, so his whole thing was be careful people when the goal is sponsorship. And he made a good point. He goes, really? He said, the reason that um, they went after, in this case, Russell, he thinks now there's some serious allegations. Again, he's got four women saying they, they raped him or he raped them. So I'm, I'm not standing up saying, Oh, the guy's a great guy. I'm just saying they went after his sponsors and that's how, so if you're on YouTube and somebody goes after your sponsors, YouTube's job is YouTube's customer is not you. It's the sponsor. And so if a sponsor says, yeah, we don't like that guy. We're not going to advertise on that guy anymore. You're likely to get kicked off of uh, YouTube. So it's always kind of tricky. Uh, Uncle Mar brings up a good point too. If you're uh, doing revenue sharing, we offered a percentage to bring in sponsors, but the percentage always changed based on the owner's whims. So yeah, that's, that's, and when you do, if you say everybody gets X amount of percentage or whatever, now you're in a mathematic hell of like, how many downloads did this show get this week? And then remember that, like this week, I'm going to have downloads for this show, but I will also get sh- downloads from months ago that still count in this month. So it's it's quite a, a pain in the butt. So, but yeah, so everybody's kind of watching that guy because he's he's very anti big pharma. He's he's very uh, outspoken, and at times I agree with a lot of what he says because he's kind of attacking. Um, the elite, shall we say? Yes. Here's the way to go, uh, Rich. Dave Portnoy. Yeah. So if you, I want to find that clip because Adam was kind of talking all over it. But if you go to, I'm sure YouTube or something, Dave Portnoy and uh, Washington Post call because he just called her up and said, like, hey, like, what's the deal? Like, when were you going to, like, before you throw me under the bus? Wouldn't it be nice, Miss Journalist, if you maybe contact the person you're going to throw under the bus? And I was like, yeah, that is kind of a, you know, not a, and so Adam was just calling it, it's tabloid journalism. And I'm like, well, what sells these days, kids, you know? So, but again, it's, it's another network, another sponsor. It's always been that way. It's yeah. always been that way. This isn't anything new. Yeah. Go, go back and read papers from like the early 1900s. Oh. And it, it, seemed, it was even worse. Like it was even worse then than it is now. So, you know who the father of tabloid journalism is? Mm, no Benjamin Franklin oh I watched a thing on uh, Hulu it was like 10 things you didn't know and he was his his brother ran a newspaper and he wanted to kind of take over the newspaper and her brother was like no I'm the older brother get out of here and so Ben Franklin started his own shop and apparently Ben Franklin was like a player like he had all sorts of he's you know uh, he also may not have been holding the kite like he might have had his apprentice hold the kite when it got struck by lightning and all sorts of stuff. Where that whole story could have been made up. <laughs> yeah. And they were just saying that one of the things he did was he started a newspaper, but it was filled with gossip from around the 
the town. Oh, they would, the editorials yeah. were out of control. They would be, and it was super passive aggressive writing in there, but you could, I mean, it was pretty clear who they were writing about and they would, oh, yeah. you know, it would go back and forth in the, in the sections as they were just tearing each other to shreds type deal. Yeah. 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 Some of those things are pretty hilarious. I mean, you go back and read some of that old stuff and you're like, oh my God, this, it could come right out of today's media. And so, you know, a lot of people say, oh, today is so terrible. I don't know if it's that much more terrible than it's ever been in the right. past when, you know, listen, having a corrupt government is not anything new. Just go back to the 20s and 30s. Oh, yeah. It's easy to look at that point. Right. So, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. All these things just kind of cycle around. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, uh, I'm just bringing him up because recent member of the School of Podcasting, the Z-Man, um, here who's, he says, I'm on the job in New York, raining lions and wolves. Awesome. But the Z man had a question in the school of podcasting. I was like, Oh, I'll answer that on Saturday. And his thing was, if you do get voicemail from your, your audience, is there any harm in putting it at the end? And I'm like, there's no, I don't think as long as what I usually see people do is they'll play it and then comment on it. So you're actually having like a conversation with your audience. Man, I haven't listened in a long time, but Dawn and Drew, Hall of Fame podcasters, Dawn and Drew, their last 20 minutes of their show. And I I always listened. I think it was because people heard other people doing it, but they had a ton of feedback. And a lot of it was just reporting, you know, I, I thought that was hilarious. And here's why I thought it was hilarious and blah, blah, blah. And so a big chunk of their audience, their show was their audience chiming in and and just saying, what they thought about the episode or whatever. And so that in itself, cause who wants to hear, you know, 10 minutes of, Hey, I think you're great, you know, but they would comment it and, and joke about it and whatever it was and that whole nine yards. So, you know, when in doubt, try it and see what's, you know, what's going on. And uh, we'll see from there. Uh, Craig has a good point. We've, we'll, we'll kind of uh, about Russell brand. Uh, he hasn't even been charged, let alone convicted. Maybe he's guilty, maybe he's not. But yeah, that's what we were saying is uh, it's they were Adam was saying is like, this is just, you know, he's he's you're guilty in uh, social well, the, media, the court of public, the, the court yeah. of public opinion. Yeah. And right. the, the other thing they mentioned, because they were talking about cancel culture and they said, it's it's one thing to say, I don't like you. It's another thing to say, I don't want you to make money anywhere. You're, it's basically a social death sentence. Like we mm -hmm. want you to die and just go away. And I'm like, yeah, it is a little, it's a little harsh when you, uh, when you go that route. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see in the end. Cause they were, it was a, I forget what episode that was on. I think it was podcasting 2.0 and also on the no agenda show. It was uh, just an interesting conversation and they, that's what they do. They deconstruct the media on the no agenda show. And so they were talking about that and uh, yeah. And he lost a lot of gigs. And he hasn't been convicted of anything yet, DR says. And it's like, so, you know, it's, again, when people are accusing you of rape, I can see where, again, where a sponsor might not want to go, we stand next to Russell because he's funny. And then, I mean, um, Ashton Kutcher right now, Danny something, the guy that played on the 70s show, was, a, uh, was convicted of raping a girl, got 30 years in prison. And when he first was accused, Ashton Kutcher, who was a friend of his and probably didn't know his friend was a rapist, said, I don't know. He's a pretty stand-up guy. Hired him on the ranch and all sorts of other shows. You know, you don't know your friends as well as you think you do in some cases. And so Ashton Kutcher is kind of like, 
yeah, I, I, I didn't know. And they're all like, well, you supported him. I'm like, look, I, I didn't know my, my friend was a rapist. So yeah. what are yeah. you going to do? Those, well, I'll just say those high profile jobs, right? Yeah. You think of like your CEO of a company, right? They sometimes, you know, people wonder why, you know, they're, they are, they, they say, oh, they get paid too much or they make too much money. Well, they have high risk jobs yeah. and you think, well, the, the, how risky are they? Well, here, here you go. Like now we don't, again, let's, let's remove the Russell brand thing. Just kind of anybody yeah. can be accused of anything at any time. And in these high profile jobs, those kinds of things happen. Yeah. Uh, initially there's a huge hit and you better, ho hopefully you've done a, a nice job of saving some money because you're going to need to be able to live on that. I think like CEOs, you know, they, they live and die by the performance of the companies oftentimes. Now that didn't necessarily pan out with the big banks, you know, 10 years ago, but, right. um, you know, it's, yeah, you, it's, um, it, it, when you live in public, you know, when, what they say, when you live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? When you live in public and these things come out like this, it's a whole different set of circumstances of standards. I'm not saying they're right, but it's a whole different set of standards that happen to you and you better, better be ready for that. I mean, I think a lot of people dream about being famous and it's awful. Oh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want any of that ever. Just to be honest, I like living just under the radar. It's just fine. Just that way. Right. So, cause everything you say is held, you're, you're held accountable for. I, I was listening. There's a lot of, uh, audio coming out of Eddie Van Halen now that he's gone. And somebody was asking him about starting the band and fame and fortune. He goes, man, I just want to be able to eat. He goes, the fame thing. He goes, everybody wants fame. He goes, I'm here to tell you, no, you don't. And he goes, and then I married an actress when he married Valerie Bertinelli. He goes, we can't go anywhere. Yeah. He goes, you just, he goes, fame. He goes, it sounds yeah. great. Everybody will know and love you. And he goes, it's great to be loved. He goes, but when you're just trying to have a meal with your wife and you can't, he goes, and there's no way to turn it off. You can't like, hey, and he goes, and if you do, then you're a jerk. So yeah, fame is not all it's cracked up to be. Um, mm. Coach Dave has a book recommendation. Uh, sure. I'm not even going <laughs> to. Alec, Alec social Zedison. The, the book is called Live Not By Lies. It's an essay book written by one who lived through one of those cycles in the past. So yeah. I will look that up later and throw it in the, in the show notes. But it's it's kind of uh, crazy. Then uh, we'll, we'll, we will eventually get off this. this I don't mind it. DR said, but take a look at Louis C.K. He admitted it. And he's now on a huge comeback. He actually, his last special, here's the thing. Louis C.K. is funny. Um, and so people are like, oh, so you support. And I'm like, well, Louis C.K. didn't rape anybody. He just masturbated in front of them, which is, you know, <laughs> it, 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 now we're splitting hairs. Um, but it's like, that doesn't mean he's a good guy. But I, I believe he doesn't do that anymore. I, I would think. I would hope, you know. But at least he would add. That's the weirdest, like, crime ever. Excuse me. You know, do you have any great poupon turn into, excuse me, do you mind if I pet my willy? You know, it's <laughs> so weird, man. <laughs> um, all right. Um, oh my God. This would be okay. a good time. You know, who, who, uh, yeah. speaking of, is, it, support, is it a good time? It's, it's a good time to go on to anything. Um, is, uh, speaking of money and networks and people we count on, um, our awesome supporters. If you would like to, if you find any value in the show and would like to give some of that back, well then, Hey, become an awesome supporter. 
Uh, you could be people. Well, first of all, the the show is also brought to you by the School of Podcasting. So if you want someone, you could be like the Z-Man. You could join the School of Podcasting and get access to, he's been looking at the planning your podcast course. Uh, there's coaching. There's a community. Unlimited one-on-one coaching. I was actually coaching people in Arkansas via my app. So that was a lot of fun. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash coach. Uh, the uh, Ask the Podcast Coach is hosted on PodPage. If you want to try PodPage, we'll then go over to trypodpage.com. Now, uh, I, I think next week I'll be interviewing Brendan because he just came out with a new elite version. So there's like basic uh, middle version, like advanced and then elite, which has a bunch of SEO tools. So that means Dave will be making more videos for his learnpodpage.com course. Uh, and if you want to check out the one and only Jim Coulson, go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out his awesome show, Home Gadget Geeks. And then this week's uh, awesome supporter is Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards. Find him at latinpodcastawards.com. And especially since it's, um, is, what's the proper word here? Latina Heritage Month? Hispanic Heritage Month, I think is probably, okay. I think that's I it. Yeah. yeah. So um, said the extremely embarrassed, nervous white guy. So, uh, and if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, we're on the journey to 40. And uh, last week we added uh, no one. So, um, so we need to, to make that. And we'll be happy to give you a giant shout out on next week's show. Uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. So uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch, um, here's an interesting topic that came up was we're talking about chat GPT and that whole nine yards. And and they said it was actually Michael Stelzner is where I actually saw this as well. Chat GPT, like it or not, AI is around to stay and it's going to help people write stuff. And they said, consequently, we all know that Google's the number one search engine, but there's going to be a whole lot more to search through. And depending on how AI generated articles show up, being found in Google may be harder in the future because we're going to get flooded with just tons of blog posts. And I was like, all right, I could see that. I, 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 and they, so their point was you better get a newsletter, you better get a podcast or something where people say, I want your content because being found is going to be harder to do because there'll be so much more text based stuff. And I was like, Hmm, what say you, Jim Cullison? Yeah, no, I'd agree. Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. You're gonna have to, we're gonna have to, because the 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 website, the idea of having a ranking or an authoritative website is gonna get very murky. Yeah, because you can spin one up, you can create a bunch of content, you can SEO it, um, you know, with with um, AI, and it, the the whole thing can just, and then it can all be created on what's already out there. I mean, just imagine that at scale, you know, you get a bunch of people all of a sudden just creating, you don't want to call them fake and they're not, the information in them is mostly accurate, but it, it's, I mean, like I could do a whole fake, I could build a whole fake review site on things that I've never, ever used ever, ever touched, but created it all with AI and, and have hundreds or thousands of reviews out there that look legitimate. And I can spin that up very, very fast. Like I could do that, you know, I could, you, you could do it quickly. 
Well, if that happens at scale and there's a whole bunch of people doing it, it to the, to the point here, you're like, where do search rankings go? And what does yeah. authority mean at that point? And and yeah, yeah, Google tries to 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 track all that stuff by actual views, but what do we, what happens when we have bots making those views? And what happens, right? So authority is going to come into question, and certainly, you know, in the writing space, Chat GPT changes the the equation on this thing. Listen, it won't be long before I could create a AI based podcast just as easily as I create an AI with my own voice saying things that AI makes up. So, yeah, I'm we're, we're coming up on an interesting time where yeah. it, we we could actually flood. Who who knows what to listen to anymore? Even like well, the, what's the they could you couldn't fake this? I guess live is still a would still be a thing, right? <laughs> so I don't know. Well, that's it. Uh, Russ says uh, Russ. Who's Russ? Ross. My oh. mouth isn't working today. Uh, so much of what AI pulls about someone is from their own website or LinkedIn. So the message seems to be tell your story or someone else will. Even if you yeah. show up, yeah. And I I agree. I think we're going to end up with a bunch of AI generated podcast and i think they will all suck it's going to be the new wave of anchor shows that you know it's welcome to the show i am dave where you know and then you know it'll be better than nothing but uh you know we'll we'll see um yeah well ai definitely doesn't have an opinion at the moment in most cases unless you tell it to right and then we're, we're having some problems with this new term if you haven't heard it yet these ai hallucinations yes where ai is making its own, uh, making up its own things. Like, well, I think if A and A plus B equals C, then it, then maybe A plus C equals D. And that's not true at all. Yeah. It's coming. It's, although humans do this. Like, oh, yeah. this, like, think about how many times humans say things that are just completely inaccurate or wrong, right? For, yeah. for whatever reason. So I don't know. It's 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 definitely coming up, and we're coming up to a spot where authority is going to be in question. Yeah, Gary says our own handcrafted content will be a source of truth in a world of misinformation. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, like, I, I, I think human stuff will stand out because, again, like you said, we have opinions, we have emotions. Um, yeah, but but we're driven by we're driven by um, um, bad motives, like. The current review culture is so influenced by how much I get paid to do these reviews or like we're losing. I don't know if we've ever actually truly had objectivity in any of the things that we've been doing. Right. But, but you, 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 if you think that because someone said it, it's true. I don't know. I don't know if that's, I don't know if you get that, if that holds water. You know, maybe the word trust should be here. In other words, yeah, I know someone that I trust, therefore their opinions matter to me. There has to be that trust relationship. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because it's created by a human, if it if it's trustworthy. Yeah. And then you hope the person you trust didn't get their information from an AI bot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. it'll, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm I'm. I don't know. The more I use AI, sometimes I think it's brilliant. And other times I'm like, well, that was 40 minutes. I can't get back. So it's, it's going to be interesting well, to yeah, see. Yeah. Before we switch, before we switch, I saw your hand reach over. Was, there I'm like, topics. okay, hold on. <laughs> before we switch topics, you know, I think in my own, yeah, my own, um, uh, um, podcasting experience, there was a, a product that I really liked called Drobo. 
right? It mm-hmm. was a hard drive box, right? And and I, I love the product, but it had some, and they're they're defunct now, so I can say this. Oh. It had some serious problems, like it it, and it, it it from time to time there were some quality issues, and there were some didn't always do what it, it was supposed to do, and it wasn't the fastest thing on the planet. Yet I really loved it and recommended it. Right? Does that mean my reviews were correct? Like, could people trust me to when I was promoting this thing that it was the best possible product they could get for it? Well, in hindsight, like, you know, and uh, listen, I was doing it with good intention, just wasn't the best, it wasn't always right. the best product, right? So, yeah, I, 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 we get, I kind of think sometimes we, this in this influencer media culture that we have today, we get kind of lulled into this. Well, so-and-so did, I mean, God, look at all the reviews on YouTube for stuff. And, you know, most of those are, they're paid ads. Yeah. <laughs> they're not reviews. They're paid ads, even by trusted people. So, I don't know. It's, it's a, I, I think we, I don't know. I think the best review is when you buy in, try it yourself. That's it. Uh, Gary <laughs> right. says, AI for me is that personal assistance always yeah. open in a tab for me to give a mundane assignment to. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was James Criddle that called it assisted intelligence or something. It was something different instead of artificial. Um, yeah. yeah, Uh, let's see here. It's anything but artificial to be honest, right? It's, it's definitely a word calculator. It's math, you know, it's, it's doing some things with some, with some algorithms, but I love that idea of for now using it as an assistant. Yeah. Um, DR asked a quick question. Then Z-Man, I'm going to bring yours up here in a second. Um, it, it is the best. I, I found another book I might read, but she says, what's the book on storytelling that you've held up in the past? I'm looking for a smart, easy to understand book with lessons on storytelling. Story Worthy by Matthew Dix. I put a link there in the chat. It's, um, I, I, and this is where reviews come. I saw one about the science. I think it was the science of storytelling. And I was going to buy it until I read the reviews and they're all like, there's nothing new here. This is rehashed blah, blah. Like the reviews were really bad. And I was like, Oh, Holy cow. Where Matthew actually talks about how to tell a story and why this is like stakes. Like if I say, you know, I flew back from Arkansas and I always carry a picture of my grandma in my suitcase and it's gone. Okay. No big deal. But if I say, and that's the only picture I have of my grandma, that stakes. Now it's like, oh, wait a minute. How can we? So he just goes through all the different things and he's won the, uh, the moth storytelling. So when you do that, you're like, I don't know, grand poobah. And then he's, you go on to the Super Bowl of poobahs and he's won that like six times. He's a, like an absolute master storytelling. And yet he's able to, he's also a, I think fifth or sixth grade teacher. So he's also able to explain things uh, very well. So, but the Z-Man asked a question and he said, is it more favorable to be liked or disliked in the podcast space or can there be an even keel to it? Well, it, I guess there are a couple of things here. I, I mean, I think we all want to be liked, but there are, there is your reputation. So if, if you're a jerk and you want to work with people and everybody says, oh, I, I work with Dave. I mean, there are people, I, I won't name names, but there, there's one person I know of that everybody, let's say his name is, um, I don't know, 
let's make it a she because it's actually a he. So we'll make it a she. So let's say your name is Karen. Let's, there we go. We'll go with good old Karen. No, I know a, Karen. I know a bunch of people with Karen stories, which is weird because I've never had, I've, I have experience with Karen. I think she's perfectly fine, but I know at least five people that have Karen stories. So it's one of those things where I'm like, hmm, I trust Karen. I like Karen, but I know that some people don't like Karen. And again, Karen is completely made up. And my apologies to anyone named Karen that's like, oh my God, they're bashing Karen again. Um, so I think we all want to be, I don't think we want to have a reputation as that guy's an idiot or this or that. But I, I, you know, to me, if you're thinking more along the lines of, I don't know, uh, Donald Trump, Howard Stern, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, these are people that are not well liked because they are polarizing Rush Limbaugh when he was around, you know, and those people laughed all the way to the bank. So I don't know, Jim, any thoughts on this or any other insights? Um, I'm not looking yeah, at I, the, Yeah. I always, with things like this, I always say, what helps you sleep at night? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, there is some, there are some uh, individuals who be by being, by having a strong opinion, serve some kind of purpose for some people. They really hate it for some people. They really like it. Or, or in some cases it actually causes things to move and that's not always a bad thing. Right. But you're, you're going to be disliked or you could be disliked in that setting for that. Right. So in this case, he's talking Um, about the audience. Well, you want your audience to like you. There are people that will hate. Listen, there are a few shows I listen to that. I'm like, let's see if this guy's still an idiot. Yep. Still an idiot. But, and, and you don't want your audience to like you. They want you, you want them to love you. You want them to be like, oh man, I'm so glad Home Gadget Geeks is back. I can't wait to hear it. And they're like, I don't care what other episodes are in my player. I'm going to go hit play on that. So yeah, you want your audience to love you. Um, you know, there are going to be those people that hate you. But uh, like I had a show, I, I one of my whatever 30 plus shows that I've done, I did a show called The Worst Podcast Ever. And it was me with bad audio, um, swearing like a sailor in a grumpy old man voice. And I'd be like, why are you listening to this? You're stupid. Eh," You know, and just, and I just wanted to make a horrible show to see how many downloads I would get. And I can see where people go, well, it can't be that bad. Like, you know, how bad can it be? So if somebody says, you know, oh man, I heard this show. It was the worst podcast I've ever heard. You might click on that just to see how, because we all love a good train wreck, but that's not, you don't want to base an audience. uh, You don't want to base your audience on. I, my goal is to have everyone hate me because if they hate you, it's way too easy to, uh, to do that and see, we're getting more real time feedback. Well, and does, does uh, like equal agree? Uh, I mean, and just because I like someone, does that always mean I agree with them? And do you always need to agree with them for it to be valid? Right. I mean, I think this is the, I think this is the fallacy we believe is that we think there is this idea of universal truth and all things are true all the time. And uh, maybe, but there are some things that can be opposite and truthful at the same time. Yeah. You know, and so we, that's the, that's the struggle on this. And it was, we bring it back to podcasting and not to be altruistic, but so we bring it back to podcasting. I think you decide what, what, what kind of relationship do you want to have with your audience? Yeah. And, and listen, you can, you could be very 
um, you could be a podcaster who who generates a lot of negative um, feedback or you know people are angry with you and you could be successful. You could also not be successful. That format may or may not work for you. You won't know it until you do it. You can do the other thing where you try to please everybody. You try to be the happy podcaster, the person everybody loves. That may or may not, the way, you, the style in which you do it may or may not work for you. I do know this. If you don't do it, you'll never know. That's so it. I think, you know, yeah. DR says, uh, I used to hate to listen to Rush Limbaugh while well, I used to walk a mile in the morning. I never mm. failed to walk my entire mile because I was angry walking. I would tune into Rush. I just because I would have liked Rush if he at one point said one thing negative about a Republican, but he was, it was all Republican great all the time. And I was like, you have, yeah, it was just a shill. It wasn't, it wasn't truth, right? It was right. entertainment. Right? That was designed to be entertaining. And like a lot of those shows, to confirm our own biases. We started the show talking about this, where we like to hear things that confirm our own biases. Like we want to be told, yeah, what I think is right. We really like those. Now, there are some situations where we may be able to listen to somebody else who's arguing a, a, another point on the other side. I tried to, during the, during the days uh, of... Um, well, I won't bring that back up again, but we like to confirm our own biases, right? Mm. So, or we like shows that do that. So, yeah, I mean, that that's, he's, he played to that, he played to that audience, you know, he played it well. And could there have been, listen, there were, there were a thousand other Rush Limbaugh clones who, who came behind him. Very few of them had the success he had. He was in the right place at the right time with the right situations, willing to do the things he needed to do, right, to be popular at that point. I don't know if I would have ever wanted Rush Limbaugh's life, just to be honest. Yeah, I mean, not in a million years. Craig yeah, says, I don't like the opinions of Noah Genya, but there's something about that podcast yeah, that keeps yeah, me listening. Sometimes. Tim yeah. says, I like Mike Rowe, but I don't agree with him on some items. But overall, I start. Uh, I start with he is being sincere. Yeah. So, uh, but if if the goal if if you're getting into podcasting and you're worried about people not liking you, don't start a podcast because not everybody's going to like you. Case in point, I give you the Star Spangled Banner. Right now, there are actual notes to that song. Right, and some people when they sing it sing, and other people make up their own version. And some people, when they, I mean, Jimi Hendrix in whatever, 1969, 70, whatever it was at Woodstock, like made a version of the Star Spangled Banner. And there were people like, they thought that was like, you know, beyond outrage, like, you know, pitchforks and, and torches, let's go get him. He, he disgraced the Star Spangled Banner. Other people were like, oh man, it was so cool. He like, it's, it's a new version for us, man. And so, you know, so when you, when you state an opinion, you know, uh, I still think anchor sucks. So, okay. So some people are going to like me and go, you're right, Dave free sucks. And then other people are like, what are you talking about, man? It's free. And it does exactly what I wanted to. So, you know, if you're worried about being liked, I, I would not start a podcast. And if you're, if you're doing a, a political podcast, you're, you're going to have to bring some extra skin because you're going to lose 50% of your audience because unfortunately, uh, you know, people aren't really open to another opinion these days. So. It doesn't take politics. I mean, when I first started podcasting, there was this huge divide between Windows and Mac users. And if you were a, if you were a Mac person in, you know, 
you were the if you were if you liked on the Windows side and you met somebody who was a Mac person, you'd be like, ah, oh, you don't know anything about anything. Those are the and vice versa, right? I mean, it doesn't take politics to to divide people yeah. on things. I think we're mostly through that now for the most part. I don't know. Chat room will let me know. But you know, there is I mean, look at the the, the look at sports. I mean oh. it's intended to be us versus them that's this it's built into us dude that's know? that's let's let's riff on sports a bit i did this a little <laughs> bit in the school of podcasting think about it though because i said like here locally they're talking about aaron Rodgers, who's a quarterback for this thing he's 39 years old he's gonna show his old team i still got it in me doggone it and then he tore his achilles and he's probably out for the season and the one sports announcer said man that was the story of the year like that was gonna be the story. And I was like, you know what? Sports are all about stories. But here's the other thing. I thought about this on the plane. What really makes sports enticing? You don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Like, even if it's like, well, okay, are they going to run? Or are they going to pass? Are they going to hit a home run? Or are they going to try to bunt? It's all about, I wonder what's going to happen next. Now there's all sorts of other stories. It's like, well, you know, the manager, the team's been, you know, sucking it up this year. They're, they're probably going, they're probably going to fire him. So you're like, Oh, I want them to win. So they don't, they don't fire skipper or whoever. There's all, it's all story and what's going to happen next. And, but there is a lot of that. That's the thing I love the, the rival games. We want to win because we don't like them. Why don't we like yeah. them? Because they're our rivals, son. So anyone that wears those colors, we don't like. I'm like, what kind of crap is that? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, well, I think the next level on this is fi figuring that out, recognizing it, and saying, you know what? It, it, listen, it's okay to have it's okay to have all those different opinions in a lot right. of ways, right? Or, or those different different fan bases or whatever. But to recognize it for what it is and then still realize, hey, at the end of the day, we got to figure out how to get along right. on this planet in some way. Right. And and to have some, uh, you know, to have to have some grace in some of those situations and say, yeah, you know, Windows really isn't that bad or Mac is uh, is kind of OK. Right. Well, you well know? I was in um, New York a couple weeks ago and there was somebody there from radio and I said one of the things that I always thought was funny was Andrew Dice Clay did a podcast and he would do, he learned from radio people. So in the middle, he'd be like, you're listening to the Dice man. And I'm like, why is he doing a reset? It's not like I, you know, and she said, well, what if you went to the grocery store and hit stop and you came back out and he did a recap. Hey, we're, we're talking with Jim Cullison today about his podcast, home gadget geeks. She's like, that might actually come in handy. And I was like, now that's, that's different than my opinion. And I went, I never thought of that. That's maybe it's not as stupid as I thought it was. And so I think we all need to be more, we need to be more like Dave. Yes, that's it. No, don't do that. But just, just be open to somebody else's opinion. Cause in the words of Bill Cosby, you know, maybe not a good example, um, but you, <laughs> you just might learn something. Remember that fat Albert at the end, he'd be like, and you know, you just might learn something like don't put, yeah. you know, don't, don't drug people and, Accidentally. Or, or don't don't have a character named Fat Albert. <laughs> well, that wouldn't work today, that, would it? How did that happen? Slight, how did, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um girth yeah, girth no, horizontally challenged Albert, uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. 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 So that's that's always fun. Uh yeah, Craig, Craig says in Chase that everyone's entitled to their own misinformed misinformed opinions. And and you know, we all like it's it's I think it's easier to pick a side 
and then gravitate towards it, whatever that is. And by the way, sides don't always have to be opposite. I mean, it can be right. somewhere on a circle, right? But but that's that's the easiest thing to do. It's much harder to take someone else's opinion into consideration and, and be considerate to their life experience and some of the things they're done and then take a second and go, hmm, okay, I still may not, I still may not necessarily totally agree with that, but it's much harder to have that conversation. One of the things I've, I've had to really learn and I'm, I still suck at it, but I'm, I'm working hard at it is when I get that opposite opinion or I feel like someone's trying to get at me, I can feel the, the emotions swelling up inside of me, the anger, you know, the mm. face maybe getting a little red. And at that moment, I need to learn to just shut up, like stop talking. Nothing ever good comes out of my mouth when I'm feeling that way. And, and let like take a couple, you know, take a couple deep breaths, let that thing kind of go on. It can be a dialogue. I mean, we can have some conversations and we can agree to disagree at times, but I've, I've got to learn more. The worst things I ever say is when I can feel that, oh, whatever that chemical is in my the, body. <laughs> the, the hair on the back of my neck will start uh-huh. to, to stand up. Yeah. Uh, my shoulders will get tense and I will get really sarcastic. And that's when I'm yeah. like, that's yeah. when like, oh, my fuse has been lit. I need yeah. to shut up. And, and like you said, sometimes the best thing to say is like, hey, you know what? I appreciate your opinion. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. And that's a polite way of saying, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And if you're standing yeah. up, please sit down. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Well, I, I was in a meeting. I was in a meeting yesterday, and the, there was a lot of conversation. It was like one of these future-facing meetings. Like, what are we going to do in the future? And the the a lot of the stuff that was coming out of this meeting was stuff that we've done before in the past, yeah. and I've been around a long time, so I was being the grumpy old man. So, but I felt that, and so I was not saying anything. I just put my thing on me. I'm like, I just don't want, I don't want to shoot down all these really good ideas. Cause you know what? Maybe it was, maybe it didn't work 10 years ago, but maybe it'd work today. So maybe right. I just need to stay out of the way at the moment. And right at the end of the call, the leader of the call goes, Jim, you've been kind of quiet. Do you have anything to say? And I was like, Why did you have to call on me? <laughs> so I made up some, some lame thing just to kind of get past it and get through it without doing it. But, but yeah, I think we're better served sometimes, especially in those situations. If we just take a second, keep listening, yeah. keep our mouth shut, listen to, to, to what's being done. And then if you're having that, if you're feeling like you want to fight, maybe, maybe it's time to take a step back. That's it. And sit down. If you're standing up, sit down. Just that's. Yeah. Uh, fight, fight, fight. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. Isn't uh, that the, no, I think, so. uh, but I wanted to, <laughs> to bring this in Dan, uh, from based oh, yeah. on a true story podcast says, uh, don't people say the market is already saturated even before AI was a thing, which leads me in theory, if I go to this screen. Yes. There was a report that was published from the guys over at pod pros. So that's Alex San Filippo. And where did it go? This one. Um, and so, He's got a couple things here and he, he talks about, I'm not sure where they got all the data. They kind of explain it down here, but basically the podcast industry totals, there are close to 3 million, 288, but only 30, 387,000 are active. So that's, you know, a very, very, so when you hear these big numbers and you're like, it's saturated, only 13.4% are actually active podcasts. And so 
he he comes down a little further. Possible future activity established podcast. So this one, um, most of people who start a podcast never release more than a single episode. So they do that first one of test, test, test. So again, only 25% of possible future active established podcasters are active. So again, huge. It's not as oversaturated as you think it is. I, I don't know if he was talking about podcasting being oversaturated as much as he was saying. We were talking about how the uh, AI is is right. generating a lot of written content that the written space is oversaturated oh, or well, was oversaturated before, yeah. before, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I all, think that was his point. Yeah. And then these are just, again, all these are just saying, hey, it's, you know, there's not as many, only 1.3 of all podcasts are active and inactive in September. So it's, it's not as saturated in that. But this I thought was interesting. Chances of making it as a podcaster based on the data below are the chances that independent podcast creators have of reaching certain milestones without pod fading. So if you start a business, your four X, you mentioned this earlier, how many small businesses don't make it. You're four times more likely to succeed than if you start a podcast. So apparently only 44% of podcasters make eight episodes, 11% make 50, 6.3% make a hundred, which is interesting because wait, 3.5% make 200, but 5% make 300. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but the, the, the weird part about that is what is success? That's, that's the, when I look at that, I'm like, how do you define success? Cause there were guys in, in Arkansas that were just literally drinking a few, talking with their buddies and having a blast. And that was the goal of their podcast was to have friends with their buddies. And in that realm, they're completely successful and they're not making a dime. Um, this I thought was interesting. They talked about, um, you know, that 17 guests for every one podcast, how many people are looking to be a guest. Um, Versus, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's availability. Yeah. Holy buckets. So you're, this is also probably the reason why you get so many emails asking to be on your show. It's like, geez, Louise. Uh, and this is, Alex is one of the guys that, um, he's one of the co-founders of Podmatch. So that's probably where he's getting that number. Um, then he's talking about downloads. So, you know, the top, uh, if you're, if you're getting more, this is from Buzzsprout. 31. If you're getting more than 31 downloads, you're, you're greater than 50%. Uh, if you're getting 117, you're in the top 25, top 10. So we're in the top 10. I know we, we get more than 400. Um, but so that's Buzzsprite. If you go with Libsyn, the numbers are higher. Uh, and then there was one at the bottom that I was like, really like, huh, cause they had Libsyn at number 10. And then I went down to the FAQ cause they had Buzzsprout as number one transistor audio boom. Captivate, Red Circle, Podbean, Acast, RSS.com, Simplecast, and Libsyn is number 10. Then a bunch I've never heard of. Um, but I went down, I was like, wait, how are you grading the hosting provider? And they said, you got 25 points. What's here? Uh, Podscore.io quiz. Um where was another one here? But they were saying like, if you're a part of this, you get 25 points. So I'm, I'm not quite sure on the hosting thing. Oh, here we go. How are hosting providers scored? I missed the wrong one here. So if you are part of, if a podcast host gates email, so if you hide email addresses, which Buzzsprout does, 
uh, as does Captivate, you get 25 points. Now, Libsyn doesn't, Podbean doesn't. So I'm like, okay. If a hosting provider is a member of the podcaststandards.org, they receive 25 points. And I think Libsyn is, but maybe not super vocal, but I'm going to put them down as maybe they're not. But I also would then point out that the Podcast Standards Project hasn't done diddly squat. And that's really disappointing. I'm kind of bummed about that. I mean, they came out with a, like, you should have this, but there's, I was in the room when that thing was formed and I was really pumped. I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I realize that every, cause we're talking about technology and every hosting provider has different levels of tech debt. That's a fun buzz phrase that you hear a lot if you work in, in SaaS products. And I was like, so some some companies have more tech debt. So they just say, "Come on and go. Let's add this." They're like, "Hold on." So yeah, they're like, "Well, we got to unwind some things, and uh, yeah. we got to do some code here, yeah. and we didn't database isn't factored that way." Yeah, <laughs> all those things. Yeah, yeah I deal with it every day. That's where you you every hear day. the word roadmap a lot, and you're like, "Okay, here is here's one that I I just this is a question I I just personally go." Why, what, what's the, the worst that could happen? Um, so does cross prosting to platforms. Now what they're talking about here is, um, you know, I think this person was in Spotify cause they were on Spotify for podcasters, you know, does cross posting to platforms that don't talk to each other hurt my numbers? I realized I recently started publishing my podcast, the alarm nerds pod, and I've been posting to Spotify with the RSS feed tied to a handful of other places like Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. I've also been recording the episodes via Zoom and posting the videos to YouTube. Is it hurting me to post the video component to YouTube where the listens and views aren't part of the aggregate numbers, or does it help, or does it not matter? And so I'm always somewhat like when people are like worried about getting more exposure for their show. And I get maybe his point was the fact that when you get a view on YouTube in most uh, media hosts, now you can, if you're having Libsyn post your audio to YouTube, we actually now are integrated with YouTube to where you can see your YouTube stats in your Libsyn dashboard, which is kind of cool. But if you don't have that, then you have to go to YouTube uh, to get your stats. But if you're on Amazon and Google and Spotify and all, the, all those are going to be in your, if you're on Spotify for podcast, you'll see those downloads. They're all in the same place. And you want to list your show everywhere you can, because uh, last year for the School of Podcasting, I had 6,000 downloads from things that weren't named Apple and Google. So, and it takes all of maybe five minutes, but that's, I guess that's one of those things. If you're brand new, you, you're really worried about, you know, making a mistake or whatever, but there's, there's nothing with that. So um, Tim has a, a question here. He says, when will Descript start becoming a media host for podcasting? My prediction is they will be a one-stop shop for podcast. I could see that. They've got everything else. They got transcriptions. They got audio. They got video. Um, that'll be a, an interesting, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, the one I'm worried about is Google. I don't want to see Google become a media host. That would be a, a little tricky. James Cridlin, let me just do this. Has who, Who's that? Who? Yeah, who? James who? Uh, if I go, there's an article here from James and I, you know, talk about getting your nerd on. You can email someone your podcast with an audio tag and email. Uh, I will put this in the chat room shortly. 
Uh, but what he's saying is, now this will only work in Apple Mail, but he said 50 per, 58% of all email opens are in Apple Mail. And so he he goes down, he shows you the code. If you were to put this into an HTML kind of enabled uh, newsletter, you you put this code and if it, you know, they open up in Gmail, they'll see you can't play audio here. Or if they're in Apple, it'll actually, you know, they can click play and listen. So it'll look kind of like this. Um, and so he went through and he said, then what you could do is if you have that same code, Again, it'll still, you know, it'll work in Apple. But if not, you can add an image of a player so that when people click on it, it takes them to where they could actually, you know, listen to it. And I thought that was, uh, I I know everybody and their brother wants to have this little player in your your email. And James being the uh, kind of geeky guy that he is, uh, figured out, well, as long as your audience is using Apple Mail, that I had never heard of uh I guess the audience. I'd have to see some stats to see if that actually works. I mean, I know you can do it technically. Yeah. But are you, when you're going through your email, are you going, oh, I want to listen to a podcast right now? You know, uh, this seems like for me, I'm just trying to clear the email out. I mean, I get hundreds a day, right? And so email is a very transactional, I'm just, I'm, it's triage. Like, okay, of these 250, emails there's three that i need <laughs> that to respond to and i'm just clearing them out delete 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 so that's my experience i can't i i'd, I'd love to see some stats on that to say how many clicks actually do they get inside an email if you're checking your email are you going to be inclined and it says you know 42 minutes or in this case 90 minutes right like oh yeah no i got plenty of time because i don't have a lot of email i'm checking right now so i don't know I mean, it's great that it works technically. It's too bad it only works in Apple, you know, in the Apple Mail, which I use exclusively. It's 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 a great it's a great email client. I like it a lot, but I I just don't know. I just don't know if it's going to get clicked that often. Maybe shorter form stuff would get clicked. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, you know, if you were putting two minutes or something in there, I might be I might be inclined to to listen know, to click on it then. Yeah, yeah. Chris Nessie has a really good question. Dave, do you think upgrading to PodPage for the new Elite features is worth it? And this is where I differ from other people. My answer is I don't know because I haven't really, I know it's SEO stuff, but I haven't really looked into it yet. And so my answer is probably, yeah, I think so. Because anything I can do, I mean, we're just talking about how it's going to be harder to be found. So if I can optimize my page to be found in, you know, pod page, that would definitely be worth it. Cause I mean, there are tons, if you go to AppSumo, there are tons of SEO tools that will look at your website and tell you to make changes and blah, blah. Okay. Well, why not just have that inside a pod page? So I, my guess is probably that. It, and so far I've yet to see Brendan do something. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to use that. So uh, my guess is probably, but I have, I just, it came out this week and I was in Arkansas and haven't had a chance to really uh, look at it yet. So, but uh, as Jim mentioned, it is time to uh, pack it up again. Again, we are not here next week. I will be in Houston at uh, the Spark Media Conference. So no show next week, but we will be back the week after that. In fact, I don't have anything lined up in October at this point. So that'll be cool. So 
Uh, but Jim, speaking of things that are coming up, what's coming up on um, the uh, Home Gadget Geeks? So Christian Johnson, the guy who does Maple Grove Partners, joins me. We spend a little bit of time uh, talking about a, a, a gadget for your wrist. Like if you have motion, you struggle with motion sickness. Mm-hmm. He's getting his pilot's license and he has terrible issues with motion sickness, which don't seem like those two would go together right. really well. But he's using this this device to help with that. We talked a little bit uh, about that and a little bit about this MGM Caesars hack. I don't know if you know, but MGM got hacked and they have a huge ransom <laughs> to get to, to get past this. So anyways, all it's posted right now, homegadgetgeeks.com. Yeah, on the School of Podcasting in the future, just for the record, Ross Brand, I'm bringing Brandon on to explain what the new uh, pod page version is. Where I was trying to do that this weekend, so it'd be out Monday, but uh, uh, Brandon's got a little one and the weekends are family time, so good for him. So on the School of Podcasting, I'm going to be talking about what if I want to record on the road? What would I do what would i bring as well as some insights from uh, my time in arkansas this week some really good people out there and so that'll be coming up on the school of podcasting thanks to uh mark over at podcastbranding.co thanks to dan over based on the true story podcast.com thanks to the awesome chat room um we're up to seven likes already and we're not done yet so if you want to hit that like and subscribe that would be awesome thanks to our awesome supporters If you're thinking about it, now would be a good time. There's nothing else going on. The show's over. Before you start something else, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome so we can talk about you on the next show. We'll see you next week.